0: So uh, today, Jesus uses these terms of a a narrow way and a broad way. And in both of these, they're talking about how one approaches God. Now, in verse 12, we're just going to spend a moment on verse 12. Verse 12 is, is known by many of us here, even if you're just starting to come to church. You learned the golden rule when you were a kid. Hey, everybody, you know who said the golden rule first? Jesus, all right, so this is Jesus, this is the golden rule, there it is in verse 12. Everything you do, so in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. This sums up the law of and the prophets. In other words, everything we've been talking about, if you've been coming to our church for three months, starting in August, called the Sermon on the Mount, Where Jesus lays these incredible portraits of what a God-filled person and a God-led person can live like. Now he says, so, verse 12, chapter 7, he's starting his summary. This is the summary. He says, so, or therefore, therefore, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This pretty much sums the whole thing up, says Jesus Christ. Well, if you've been following us you know that what he has been calling us to is a whole new kind of human a new kind of humanity nobody can live close to what jesus is said to do in the sermon on the mount you just can't do it unless god does it in you it's impossible To be poor in spirit, to be merciful, to mourn appropriately, to long for goodness, to seek to be pure in heart. It's impossible to love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's impossible uh, not to, to lust or to be angry. It's impossible. And yet he calls us to this. Jesus Christ in the Sermon on the Mount has called you to live the life he lived when he was on planet Earth. And it's literally impossible. But he lays it out there for us. And if you know him, if you've come to experience Jesus Christ, you'll find that he starts molding you, shaping you, cutting off the rough corners, placing in the goodness, and he starts to slowly shape us into Sermon on the Mount humans. Yeah. I think one of the reasons he does it And why he's going to say to us verse 13 and 14 is is he's got two reasons. One, he really wanted us to know that the standard is much higher than any of us have ever imagined in life. And at the same time, he wanted us to know absolutely impossible to even get close to it. And then that's going to take him into verses 13 and 14. Now... Today's message is for three kinds of people. Number one, you might be the kind of person that has never given much thought to Christianity or to knowing Jesus Christ. Someone invited you to come to church or you saw the big prayer tower and you thought you'd give it a try and you think, I'm going to come and I'm going to listen and I'm going to see if there's something to this. Today's message is for you. Because today I'm going to give you an opportunity to place your faith in Jesus Christ. I've actually written out a prayer for the end of the message for all who want to come to Christ. Second kind of person. Second kind of person I would would, uh, describe as the person who does religious things but doesn't really know God personally. Come to church. You got baptized, homogenized, samphorized, and pasteurized. When you were a kid. And, and, and you do the religious stuff. But if somebody asks you, are you happy? If somebody asks you, does it satisfy you? Is it meaningful? You'd say, no. well, no, it's just kind of peripheral in my life. But it's better than not going. Listen, going to a church doesn't make you a Christian any more than being in a garage makes you a car. A, 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 Going to a church doesn't make you a Christian any more than standing in a hospital makes you a doctor. Christianity is all about coming to the end of our self-abilities and crying out to God to forgive us of our sins and to ask Jesus Christ to take up residence in our souls. So for those of you that are religious, but not, if you will, spiritual for you, third type of person, Third type of person that this message is for is uh, for those of you who in your past Jesus has been very precious to you. But you would honestly say you slip away slip slide in away. You just kind of fell away from it. And you're wondering if coming back might not be the answer to your needs for all three types for those that are just beginning to ask questions about Jesus. For those that are casual attenders of religion. And for those who once upon a time were close and the world has slipped you away. You want to come home. The end of this message today is for you. In fact, would you do something for me? You know and you're, you're going to be asked to fill out your connect card. You already have, I think, Julie on the screen. But on the back of this, this thing that's perforated in your folder um, you'll see on the back of it several lines it says I've recently decided to become a follower of Christ I've renewed an earlier commitment to Christ I'm investigating Christianity if at the end of my prayer that expresses what you did in any of those I'd like you to check that box make sure you've got your name and your email and we're gonna have you put these in the offering baskets at the end of the service and then I'm going to send you a personal letter this week to tell you what steps you take next to be close to God. Okay? All right, so we got a lot to do here. So I suggest we dive in. All right. Verse 12, golden rule. Can't beat it. It sums up the whole Sermon on the Mount and the Law and the Prophets. It's verse 13 where it gets a little scary. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. All right. Many enter. Look at the first word of verse 13, enter. Look at nearly the last word of verse 13, enter. Jesus is using the metaphor of entering a gate to come to know him. The Sermon on the Mount lifts our eyes to what we can be and casts our eyes down and how shallow we attend to it. And Jesus knew that. You can't live the Sermon on the Mount until you enter the narrow gate. Notice it says enter. You have choice in this thing. Now... I'm one who believes, in fact, our church believes very strongly that no one can come to Christ unless they sense Christ is drawing them in. And so today, when I pray for you, if you have a sense that God is saying, come to me now, don't turn away from that. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Enter. You must respond to the drawing of the Holy Spirit in your life. But it's clearly a choice that you've got to make. Choice is required. Next thing we pick up in the text is it says it's narrow. I don't know if you've ever been on a very, very narrow path. I have. I've done it at 11.30 at night, climbing out Mount Rainier. Uh, and, And we had the little headlights on and everything like that. And when the dawn hit, we asked our guides the questions. Why did you have us hike all night long? And they said, because if you'd have seen where we were taking you, you wouldn't have come. (laughs) We didn't know how close we were to edges and everything else, but we were roped to our guide and carried us right through. Jesus doesn't say this is a broad, easy thing. He says it's narrow. Some of the translations of this passage actually say it's difficult, or others use the word, it's hard. It's narrow. We hate narrow. We hate narrow because we're individualists. We believe that we get to make our own choices about anything, and if there's one word we don't like very much, it's narrow choices, right? I wonder about that a lot. I, I, all I had to do was watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade and see that my choices were many. Every store in the world had commercials in the newspapers, online or on the television, telling me to come there, buy this, buy that. Buy, we love the freedom of choice. But I've often wondered why we attach that to religion. Oh, any any way of religion you choose is just fine, as long as it's the right one for you. As long as it's right for me. Man, there's lots of things in life that there aren't choices for. I've yet to see a lawyer that is practicing law, that didn't have to go through the narrow path of passing the bar exam. I've I've never heard of a doctor who was a doctor who had not gone through rigorous education and residency and having to be selected, a very narrow path. I've never seen a marriage work that decides there are many choices for who my spouse will be, and if I want more than one at a time, fine. The really, really important things in life are narrow choices. It's no different with Christianity. I just need to let you know this. We sing about the love of God all the time, and our songs sang about the love of God. I have to tell you something. Jesus says he is the only way to God. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus says, I am the gate. Look at these passages on the screen now. Where Jesus says, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. The sheep are those that follow. I am the gate. He repeats it a second time in John. Whoever enters through me will be saved. I am the gate on the narrow path. I am the gate, says Jesus Christ. Whoever enters through me will be saved. That's what he means by using the metaphor of the gate and the narrowness. One way. We read in the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 12. There is no other name under heaven by which people may be saved than the name of Jesus Christ. So again, I want to say to you, if you're investigating spirituality and you're using Christianity as one of the ways you're investigating it, I'm glad we live in a culture where we get to investigate all sorts of options. But I just want you to know, Jesus says he's the only way. Jesus is different than the other world religions. In the other world religions, you're always trying to reach toward the deity. Christianity, the deity comes down and reaches you. The incarnation, Christmas. In the other world religions, uh, it's primarily a massive moral campaign to be as good as you can possibly be and hope that that's enough. Or... To have continual life cycles where hopefully you get a little better each time in karma. Christianity says you'll never be good enough. Only Jesus was good enough. And God's goodness can be given to you as a pure gift through coming to Jesus Christ. So, Let's look at the rest of verse 13. The rest of verse 13. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. Hmm. Wide is the gate, broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. Uh, I took that passage, and I have another translation, one that I really like to use a lot for better understanding, called the New Living Translation. You'll see it on the screen. It says this, The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many that choose that way. The highway to hell. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few find it. What is this broad way? that is so easy to choose. I I put in my notes, this this is 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 an exact Greek translation, highly technical term. The way that is broad is the easy, cheesy way. In fact, according to Jesus, there's only two ways, the broad way or the narrow way. And the truth is, if you're not on the narrow way, you're on the broad way. It's easy-cheesy because the whole world's on it. (laughs) You say, well, what do you mean? Well, worldliness, glitter, glam, despair, sadness. Uh, Often we talk about hell on earth, and that's caused by me and you and others just like us. It's everywhere. Worldliness says, and the broad path says, money gives you meaning. The worldly past says that happiness is your prime desire i don't know how many of you have seen i haven't seen it yet but two of my kids have gone to see the um, bohemian rhapsody the the story of of uh, freddie mercury of queen and just the destruction of that precious young man's life at an early age with all of that talent as he sought for meaning, as he sought, for, he said happiness was his only goal, and he couldn't find it, and he experimented in sexuality, and he experimented in the arts, and it just left him vacuous. Yeah. Possessions satisfy. That's part of the broad path. If I just get this, that'll be enough. If I just pay off that, that'll be enough. That's all that I need. In fact, I learned on Thursday watching the commercials in the Easter parade that Santa now drives a red Mercedes. You might have seen it as well. Janis Joplin was all over that a long time ago. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Anybody know the next line? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends, worked hard all my life, no help from my friends. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? That's the Broadway. thinking that we find the meaning to life through wealth through the search for happiness, through possessions, through my tribe, my family, my ethnicity, my nation, me. Politics is all that can save us. These are all the Broadway, They don't satisfy. I didn't see the Bohemian Rhapsody. I did see a star is born. Lady Gaga was magnificent in it. Bradley Cooper wasn't bad. But you know what? They should have titled that. A star is born and a star dies. There it is. Jesus says the path is the broad way of choosing life along all of these, quote, values that we have. It it, it seems broad, starts broad, but it ends in destruction. That's what Jesus is saying. I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you're on the broad road. I don't know where you're at on the broad road. But everything in me, Pastor Lon, says to you today, don't go there. Get off it as quick as possible and get on the narrow road to where you find life. And speaking of that, let's look at that again. Verse 14, small is the gate, And who's the gate again, everybody? Christ Jesus. Small is the gate. Narrow is the road that leads to life. Narrow, narrow, narrow. Only a few find it. Really? Only a few find it. Now, that kind of goes against worldly perspective, too. Uh, I don't run into hardly anybody that if they believe in heaven, don't think they're going there. I just want you to know Jesus never said that. In his extreme love, he asks that you come through him. Some people say, well, yeah, when I get old, I'll take care of the whole religion thing. You don't know. (laughs) You don't know when your doctor's going to call you the day after Thanksgiving. No, this is serious. This is utmost seriousness. The road is narrow. Few are saved. You say, yeah, but Lana." in the Bible, in, in Revelations, it talks about there are so many saints gathered in heaven around the throne that you can't count them all. I go, okay. I've been to the Indianapolis 500. I, I, I hear that there's over 500,000 people. I couldn't count them all. Uh, you go to Coachella Music Festival, I guess it gets into hundreds of thousands. You can't count that either. I'm, what I'm saying is Jesus says, few find it. It's estimated by the... An organization that that does research on this, and man, it's pure kind of guesswork. But that since the since Homo sapiens, since people have been on the earth, there's about 106 billion of us from the beginning to where we are now, and there are 7.1 or 2 billion right now. Jesus is saying is saying few find it. Will that be a billion? I don't know I don't know I know it doesn't have to be for anybody go through the narrow gate the road of Christ likeness is only found through Christ the journey of a thousand miles begins with what everybody single step go through the narrow door come to Christ Enter the gate. Meet the great friend. Now, I notice it says in that passage, too, you kind of find it inserted right there, uh, and it's the last one, two, three, four, five words. of Verse 14, it says, only if you find it. That means you've got to search for it. And I'm glad you're here today. Because you could just be caught up in everything else that's going on in this culture and everything and not be here where you have a chance to hear it. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you, says Jesus. He's all about creating a new kind of human. A human that loves him and lives with him forever. And God's heart grieves at those that choose the broad path. You say, well, can't God just kind of snap his fingers and take everybody off the broad path, put them all on the narrow path? And I would just say what C.S. Lewis said to that. If you didn't want to love God when you were here, why would he force you to live with him forever? So here I am again saying, come to Jesus Christ. Okay, now for this. What's this? It's a funnel. Okay, Jesus is saying enter in the broad road. The way is wide. The gate is wide. Head on in there. Most everyone does. But he says it leads to destruction. It narrows and narrows and narrows. Christianity... Knowing and following Jesus Christ says you enter the narrow way. Isn't it funny how a little object can say so much? I could have just showed you this and we'd have been done. <laughs> you enter by the narrow path, only through the gate. And the gate is Jesus Christ. And as you go in him and as you grow in him, life starts expanding for you. And joy and peace and meaning starts finding you and forgiveness of sins attends to you and it opens up not only for a quality life here because Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly here. And then with him forever and ever and ever enter by the narrow way. And then the third application of it, I thought of it, is that Jesus himself did it that way. Jesus entered small. The great theologian, St. Augustine, said God squeezed himself into tininess. And he comes to earth. What was it like for the Son of God who created heaven and earth to be squeezed into a human form? To get colds and sniffles and maybe bronchial infection. To be stuck with people. (laughs) To not be able to fly around or whatever God does. He started really small. And there was nothing good about what he experienced, rejected by people. And then finally placed on a cross where he himself was brutally beaten, hung, and died. But not for his sins, because he never committed any, but for yours and mine. No, never think that the way of God was easy. The narrow path was hard for him, but it's what had to be. And then he rises from the dead, and he ascends to glory. And he sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. The way of life is the narrow road which becomes the broad way to what life is meant to be. It's not the broad way which Jesus says narrows into destruction. And finally, eternal separation from God. I don't know how to say it any better. but I do plead with you not to put it off. The last text that I've printed on the screen for us here, oh, and incidentally, again, in just a few minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray a prayer with me if you'd like to leave the broad road and enter the narrow one. And let me tell you what we're going to do on that. I'll, I'll show you the prayer, and then any of you that sense that God's calling you to pray it, you'll just pray it with me. And then what I'll ask you to do, everybody with me? Then what I'll ask you to do is all of you who pray that prayer with me, I'm going to ask you section by section to raise your hand. You don't have to get up, uh, uh, you know, you don't (laughs) anything like that. You just raise your hand until I see you so that I can give you a blessing right now, wherever you're at in the room. And then you'll fill out this little card so that we can be in touch with you this week to help you to start to grow as you've entered the narrow path of Jesus Christ, okay? But look at this text now. It comes from Luke chapter 13. I'm sorry, Luke, yes. Verses 24 and 25. Make every effort to enter through the narrow door because many, I tell you, will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you'll stand outside knocking and pleading, sir, open the door for us. But he'll answer, I don't know you or where you came from. Jesus is calling you today. This isn't something that you put off indefinitely. The door can close. And so I invite you to come to Christ. So you might say, well, okay, Lon, (laughs) how do I do this? Well, three things. One is you decide today I'm going to enter. I'm going to enter. The narrow gate through Jesus Christ and his shed blood for the forgiveness of my sins. You're going to decide. Number two, you're going to admit to God in the prayer that I'm going to pray of all the errors and brokenness that has been running your own life. When we run our own lives, it leads to destruction. So I'll ask you to admit that to God. His sins, your sins can be forgiven. And then finally, commit yourself to him through the prayer. So number one, decide. So everyone right now, time to decide. If you've decided to enter the narrow way through Jesus Christ, then you'll admit your sinfulness and you'll commit yourself. Here's the prayer I'm going to pray with you. We're going to put it on the screen right now. Don't pray it yet. I want you to read it to see if it expresses the desire of your heart. Dear God, I choose today to enter your gate and find life now and forever. Forgive me for running my own life and hurting those I love as well as myself. I fall so short of your standards. But today, I want to yield my life to your leadership. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. If that expresses the desire of your heart, pray it with me now. Dear God, you can pray it out loud or silently. I choose today to enter your gate and find life now and forever. Forgive me for running my own life and hurting those I love as well as myself. I fall so short of your standards. But today, I want to yield my life to you, to your leadership. Once again, that last line so important. Today I want to yield my life to your leadership. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Now, if you'd allow me the chance to give a blessing to you publicly, if you're in this side of the auditorium, would you just raise your hand if you prayed that prayer with me today? Go ahead, just raise your hand. Okay, three of you there. Lord be with you. Yes, God bless you. In the far back on this one, anyone else there? Okay, I see you, sir. God bless you. Yes, welcome, buddy, right here. Any more in this section? Yes, I see in the far back over there. The Lord be with you. Center section. Oh, welcome, everybody. Welcome to God. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Down front in here, anyone? Don't scratch your shoulders or your hair at this time. (laughs) All right. How about over here? Those of you that prayed this with me, raise your hand. How about over here? Raise your hand. Oh, God bless you, sir. Any others? Well, the Bible tells us that the saints in heaven, what? Rejoice when people come to Jesus Christ. Let's say thank you to God.